Hello, welcome to the Daily Cron for Thursday, June 13th, 2019. I'm Stephen Tolton, and I just got back from the monthly Philly Coca Heads meeting down at Indie Hall. Uh, it is, of course, the premier Apple meetup in the Philly area. I think we're the only one, actually. <laughs> we're, we're that kind of city. Big enough to have a lot of people attend, but small enough they only need one meetup. Anyway, it was a particularly fun uh, meetup this time because it's the first one after WWDC 19, and there was just so much released, you know, uh, that it was great to, uh, you know, be around a lot of other developers. Had good attendance for it, uh, as I expected, and I, and I also expect that Side Project Saturday is going to be um, also a pretty big attendance, at least in, in coming months. There's just so much to play with. So uh, tonight in particular, though, we had a couple of good talks here before we got to WWDC stuff. We had a really fun AppKit app. That's a Mac app made with AppKit, not the newfangled stuff from WWDC, not like an iPad app, but an AppKit app. It is uh, called Downlink. You can get it in the App Store. It's uh, very cool. I'll put a link in the show notes. And it it basically lets you see uh, the desktop backgrounds of images from Earth that come from, I think, the National oceanic administration like there's these weather satellites right that uh, um give us uh, pictures of you know the earth in extremely high resolution it's amazing so one of our members here at anthony uh colin colin jello oh god i'm so terrible with names i apologize but anyway anthony he uh he wrote this little app to learn how to do app kit and uh, apparently it's not that hard to do app kit so there you go but uh, he did this thing, and it's a little menu bar app, and you can select one of these images, basically, and put it on your background, and they're just beautiful. And it was a short little demo, but it's getting really good reviews in the App Store, and it's free, so give it a shot. Check it out in the show notes if you have a Mac. And then the other uh, show-and-tell for the night was by Eden uh, Lichtenstein, who is a longtime member, and he was talking about this app called Miracle Messages. It's a volunteer app built by volunteers that helps re- reunite homeless individuals with their loved ones. And I thought this was just a spectacular concept uh, for an app. And so kind of the way it works is uh, the volunteers have this app and it has like a script on it that, that tells them what to say, like prompts them what to say, help them with their interactions. And they can approach a homeless individual and they can ask them, you know, if they would like, um, uh, you know, I guess help reconnecting with their loved ones and they can use the app to record a video or an audio message or just take notes there's a bunch of prompts in the app like information they can get and then they they gather this information and then volunteers other volunteers will take this data that the app uploads and use it to try to find their um relatives or find their family and reconnect them uh, so i thought it was a, it's a it's a wonderful idea for an app and they're always in need of volunteers so i'll put a link to the app this store, this is an iOS app. It's available. You can uh, download it. You can become a volunteer in multiple ways for the Miracle Messages app. But it was cool. And uh, in he talked about some of the technical things he did. He worked on part of it had to do with timing, um, you know, with with the re- relate, related to the recording function. Uh, showed some Swift code. Always cool. So it was fun times. So two kind of uh, shortish, short show and tells, but both excellent. Uh, and and one for the Mac and one for iOS. Uh, both, I think, uh, very cool. So that was fun. But then we spent the bulk of the rest of the time there after the social hour with a WWDC retrospective roundtable. 
at where we just went through a list of topics and we started talking about it and, and different people had different experiences because some of us were actually there in California. I wasn't. And some of us actually went to the conference itself. So there was a bunch of different perspectives. And we, we talked a lot about Swift UI, of course, because that's probably the number one thing on everybody's agenda post WWDC 19. And um, some people have played around with it a little more than others. You know, it's cool. And, you know, a, a point that was made, uh, I, I think maybe by multiple people, but definitely by, by Coltero, um, uh there was, you know, the Swift UI, uh, someone said, was, was actually designed originally for the watch. So it, it's actually really good for building a watch app. Now that watch apps can be independently built and you can buy them or download them from an app store on your watch, you know, come the fall. So you don't need to just do it from your phone. They don't need to have a companion iOS app anymore. That means you could, you know, probably a really good test subject, a, a test platform for Swift UI to, to learn it, to build something functional is a watch app. And so we talked about that a little bit afterwards. So I have an idea of a fairly, uh, of a pretty simple watch app idea that has a Philly focus. So I think I may actually pursue that. And I made a little a reminder in OmniFocus and everything to like bug me about it tomorrow so I can get around to it because I'm so terrible at following through on these things and like always half finished or you know partially you know implemented projects and stuff and I and damn it I'm I want to build something so this uh, feels like something I could chew I already started doing uh, some research on the train ride home so there you go uh, so that was fun but we talked a lot about uh, a Swift UI and it really is a game changer for the platform I've talked about that before uh, but also a lot of the the diffable data sources and Stuff about uh, the changes to collection view um, data. And basically, the, the conference really pushed this idea of focusing on the model, focusing on the data, and then letting these other, like Apple-provided abstractions, handle the animations and the UI updating. So that way you don't have this mismatch. Because a fundamental problem with uh, the way you build apps on the platform now is you have to coordinate between the data model and your user interface. So if I tap a table cell as a simple example, everybody knows how the contacts app works, right? You tap one of those cells for your for a contact, like you want to you want to call your mom, you tap that cell for your mom, and it opens up a screen that has your mom's phone number and such on it. Well, you have to coordinate that right now in the app. So like when someone taps it, that sends like an event, and I have to pick it up, and I have to do something, and I have to create the new scene of moving over there, or Say you're um, you want to swipe to delete an email. Well, you have to swipe, register that, hit the delete button. Then it has, then you have to update the data, and then it has to like you have to call these methods to update the tables and animate everything. Well, now what you can do in the future is you just when you do something like delete that cell, you just d- delete it from your data source, your data backend, and it just kind of magically updates the um, user interface. Now, of course, I'm you know oversimplifying it, but that's kind of what it's like. It's kind of like it's kind of like magic from our our perspective, especially when dealing with collection views. Uh, no more need to do these perform batch update stuff. I know all of this is probably um, nonsense words to you if you're not actually a developer, but trust me, it is impressive and cool, and we are all very excited about it. So we talked a lot about that Swift UI combine framework, basically how all this stuff is very React like but from Apple, and watch a little bit. Oh, man, we, we talked about a lot of stuff. A little bit about ARKit and the people occlusion thing, and that is one of the things I think I've mentioned before. 
that I had this idea um, for an app a while back, like a year ago. That uh, I was, I, I started going down the road investigating it, and didn't quite have the framework features to build it quickly in, in any kind of way that was that would be useful in the time frame I had. So we didn't do it. But maybe this year actually could do something with it. So that's cool. We talked about that. Um, what else? Uh, uh, a lot of people hadn't actually watched a lot of the videos yet. <laughs> uh, but some, And some people had actually played around with code more than others. So that was cool. Oh, uh, Cultro quickly demonstrated Pencil Kit, which I hadn't seen before live before today. Uh, and that's very cool. So like, if you're in the Notes app on your iPhone or your iPad specifically for this case, you're in the Notes app or something and you, you bring up um, the palette as like a pencil and a marker and eraser and colors and stuff. Well, now you can build that into your own app very easily. So I'm hoping Cultural runs with this. Uh, he has had this idea for a really cool app. It required pencil support. It required you to be able to draw on it. And that was a lot of work before WWDC 19. Now there's a whole rendering engine for doing pencil and drawing stuff and having a palette that I think is uh, very usable for a, a large number of apps. Uh, maybe even the really cool one he wants to work on. So I hope he pursues that because I, I believe it'll be awesome. Uh, I really found it valuable hearing from a member tonight who has used the Swift package manager that was now integrated in Xcode. Uh, it really does seem like it's going to replace CocoaPods for me. So that's actually really cool. And, you know, you can even do private packages, like, and easier than, and, you know, than anything else. I can just, uh, I could do them on GitHub or GitLab at work. Like, I can, I can bundle my stuff up now, just like I do with .NET things um, in a reusable way. And it's all integrated. We saw a little demo of that, and it was very cool. Super, super easy to do. I it, we were we were talking about this, and it was just we just kept being amazed at how much stuff that got done. So it seems like last year they had a whole bunch of stuff that was not quite ready yet, but very far along. So that they had all this time since last year to polish it and get it ready. And so they released all this stuff. It just kind of happened to be timed right. So all this stuff came out, and it's amazing, and it's very full featured for what it is, and. Uh, frankly, I, I can't even remember better WWC. I think I've said that before. It was just so much fun. But we all had that. We all felt that. It was just a very exciting uh, night there, really. I mean, it, it, you know, exciting for a bunch of nerds eating pizza and talking tech. But uh, you could feel it. You can feel it in the room. There was good attendance. Everybody had lots of questions and there were and things to talk about. Uh, and, you know, my head is just bubbling with ideas, uh, you know, for, for projects. And uh, really very cool. So. Yeah, I had a really good time. It was one of the, the better Coca Head meetings we had and in a while. Oh, really, really cool. Um, let's see if I remember anything else. We talked about so many topics, and I don't, I didn't take notes. <laughs> so just, I can't quite remember uh, all of them. But yeah, I think I hit the main, the main topics. The ones that are most interested to me the watch stuff, Swift UI, AR Kit. That's uh, all really interesting. Uh, we did talk about the data diffing, you know, data source changes for everything. Uh, but yeah, in general, I think that if you're building an app today, you should just target iOS 13 if you can. Like if there's if there's if it's a brand new greenfield type of project, um, you know, like a brand new product app, and you know, it doesn't need to support old devices or anything because you're doing all brand new. Just support iOS 13 or do iPad um, app and make it a Catalyst Mac app later. And it's just you can do so much now. I feel like 
you can do more on the platform starting in the fall with less effort than ever before. Honestly, like I, I feel like uh, Apple's uh, products or their development environment has been really good, but it's also had certain glaring deficiencies, especially around user interface development, which if you're familiar at all using like web development or you're familiar with like Android development or back in the day, Windows phone development uh, or other kinds, other kinds of faster UI development platforms, uh, you know, the way Apple had it working was it just annoying <laughs> to say the least for some of us. Not always, of course, depends what you want to do, but uh, I was never a huge fan of storyboards uh, and I feel like they're going away now long-term, not right away, of course, but I think long-term they're going to be, completely replaced by live preview and Xcode and using the Swift UI and, and UI kit, um, you know, stuff in there. Uh, and I just feel like it's easier now than ever to build stuff. So there's even less of an excuse also means it's probably gonna be even more competition, <laughs> but that's okay. I feel like the people in the group that have had a lot of experience with react and functional programming stuff. And recently they're gonna have an advantage. Cause I, I don't, I think my, my advantage is that I'm, I'm a curmudgeon and, uh, uh, and I'm focused. So now that I finally feel like there's a need to learn some of this stuff in great detail, like really get into Swift and that kind of thing, uh, I think I'll be able to pick it up fast. But, um, you know, just today I was, I was, I encountered a problem in an Objective-C app and I wondered to myself, I wonder if I had done this with modern Swift, whether this particular problem would have happened. I don't know. Might have still happened. But there's a whole bunch of problems that I, you know, regularly encounter in Objective-C that I'm like, you know what, I definitely know this is easier in Swift. So I'm excited is what I'm saying. Uh, the excitement from WWDC, even though it was like, you know, a little while ago now, <laughs> the keynote was like more than a week ago now, uh, even though that is that's the case, there's still a lot of excitement in the community. I feel like we are more energized now as like a developer community here than we have been in years since I think Swift came out. That was the last time that I remember the group being this, you know, like this excited. So looking forward to getting some start, some stuff done. But in order for me to do that and work on anything, I need to get some sleep because I have been kind of burning the candle at both ends lately and that is not healthy. So I am going to wrap it up now. That is going to be it for this uh, Daily Cron for Thursday, June 13th. You want to find me, you can reach out to me on Twitter. I'm Stolton. You can find links previous episodes uh to social media profiles you can look at the show notes for the uh the apps that uh we uh, that that were demonstrated tonight by members and um yeah you can find that stuff on the website dailycronpodcast.com and if you're interested in joining our little meetup and our next event is going to be side project saturday at the end of the month at Promptworks. so you can find that information out on the philly coco website which i will also link in the show notes for you Okay, that's it. Have a good night. Later.